back. We are back. What's going on, everybody? Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill, here with you on a Tuesday for the Tuesday episode of All Canadian. A little bit of delays last week. I know we we said we well, I know we promised we were going to bring out Jim Mullen. The we press. still are. We still are. Um, but there has been some stuff going down around the Save SFU petition, around that whole scene. Uh, last week, the big news, I guess this is a good jumping in point for us here, but last week, the big news coming out of, coming out of this whole ordeal with Simon Fraser was that the players actually filed an injunction with the Superior or with the Supreme Court of British Columbia. So five players got together, filed an filed an injunction. Um, so I guess technically Simon Fraser is being sued by the players right now um, for, I guess, essentially uh, inadequate timing of this whole thing. Uh, breach of contract in terms of these players were promised, you know, an education, a place to play football um, and scholarships. And with the, I guess, yanking of the rug on the program, um, they're filing an injunction. So hopefully they'll at least get a hearing. They'll get to be in front of an audience that's willing to listen because clearly the athletic staff or the athletic director the decision makers of Simon Fraser Athletics have been completely unwilling to listen to the players. Um, wherever they land, I, I hope they land, I guess, is is all I'll say on that until we bring the, on an expert in this this subject. The athletic director and stuff? I hope I know, I know where I No, the football land. program. I hope the football program lands somewhere. Oh, the athletic well, director can land in a can. I don't care. Unemployment is what I was going to say. <laughs> EI checks, yeah. Start cashing them. Uh, <clears throat> no, shouldn't even get Jim Mullen. BS. Jim Mullen later this week. We'll we'll get him. We're sorting it's the time just, out. It's literally just news is ever evolving. Yeah, and constantly changing with this. And Jim has said to us, like, <clears throat> it's not fair if, like, we do something and changes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so he is waiting and so are we patiently, like we said, we didn't jump on this the second it came out. We kind of hesitated and waited to see more What's information happening? and we will continue to do that. As you guys all know, we are not news breakers. We are opinion givers. And for us to give proper full opinions, we need more news to be uncovered. Yeah, no, I, I entirely agree. It's not our place to try to develop this story, break this story. Uh, I think our place is very much, you know, giving our takes and talking to the experts like a Jim Mullen who are experts in these subjects and they can give you a, a real sense of what's happening, a real under the under the hood look at this whole situation because again, we're not we're not lawyers, we're not politicians, we're not athletic directors, we're not we're not any of these things. We don't really know what's going on. So why would we try to do that when we have somebody who is entirely plugged into this, who is trying very hard right now to save Simon Fraser football? So uh, I agree with you. But with that in mind, let's break some news. Let's talk about the East-West Bowl. Okay, well, break we're not the breaking news, news is... on the East-West. Well, we're breaking something some coming news. up that's going to be fun. 
Yeah, we're, we're breaking some news on the East-West Bowl. Um, and it's not the location. It is not that we are going to be there this year because I'm not on vacation and Connor's not on vacation for the East-West Bowl. That's not breaking news. We've been saying that since last year that we will be at the 2023 edition. Yeah, but we were both on vacation last year, so... (laughs) We, uh, right, I was in Vancouver last year. Yeah, you were you were trying oysters, and I was building. That's a gonna, that seems to be a good excuse for me right now. Yeah, I miss miss the combine because I'm in Vancouver. <laughs> miss East West Bowl because I'm in Vancouver. Miss Nathan Rourke because he's not in Vancouver. Oh, it's still heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, will say, wait, that, wait, wait, before, wait, wait, before we get into this, the BC Lions, New Jersey's. That's where I wanted to go. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh boy so for those that i know we might have said this like a year and a half or so ago oklahoma state has one of my favorite jersey sets in the ncaa period the helmets the gray jerseys is one of my favorite sets that they wear because they can go with like a black cowboys script helmet it's beautiful when i saw bc's all gray look that was my first thought was holy shit okay state they look really nice the blackout is awesome it's got kind of like almost a throwback look to it like a modern throwback look that i really like but the fog they're calling it like a fog jersey it's which it's very very spot on for vancouver i agree i agree that was (laughs) that was perfect but it's like it's not gray like the jerseys that they were they were wearing last year it's not quite no, it's not gunmetal gray. It's like it's, it's like not quite bone, but like a gray version of what the Rams wears. They're like bone uniforms, I'll say. It's dry bones from Mario. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Agreed. Agreed they me. look so good. Oh my god. You seen the Mario movie yet? Not yet. Apparently it's really no, good fine. though. No, you apparently it's good. Smashed Frozen's record. I did. I did go see Air there. last week, though. Oh, you like Matt Damon's though? Oh, Matt Damon playing Sonny Vaccaro was incredible. Yeah, I've heard it's good. I don't know, Connor. I'm going to see Guardians of the Galaxy opening night, so I'm I'm just waiting on my movies. What do you got over there? The ones. Oh, oh you're the ones. Pointing at, <laughs> pointing at the ones at behind mind. me. Well, I didn't know if you're pointing at the Rams hat, the roadcaster mic, the lamp, or the plant, or the ones. I do have a lot. I do have a lot going on behind me. For those who can't, have, so this is great yeah. podcasting for everybody that can see my background on the on the mic right now. <laughs> on the audio, <laughs> <laughs> for all of you, you can, watching the audio, you can visualize as I have the NBA yeah. playoffs going on behind me. A fan to a lot of that. Look at that. Um, no, okay. Let's get to what we're here for, though, because we've we've talked jerseys. We've beat around the bush on this East-West Bowl news uh, by calling ourselves not news givers, but now we're going to give news. A little bit. Just a little bit. So as we were discussing East-West Bowl information, as it is once again at McMaster, uh, on March, sorry, on May 13th, the game is 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock start, I thought. 
Four. Yeah. So Connor and I don't have to get up at ungodly hours, but we'll be getting back pretty late. That's okay. Um, one of the interesting tidbits was that the normal format is no longer going to be the normal format. And what I mean by this is it's no longer the guys before their draft year. And then maybe a couple fill-ins that missed their draft year. It is going to be mainly a lot of the best players in their current draft year. But also, instead of reaching for, say, our 10th offensive lineman, if there's a true freshman that started eight games for Laval or for the Huskies, well, guess what? No sense of waiting three years for that guy to get his East-West shot. He'll be going first year. If he continues to dominate in his second year, he'll go again then. He'll go again in his third year if he's still dominant. And then he'd enter his draft year. So this is no longer going to be a showcase of the best draft eligible and then fill the roster. It's going to be the best of the best. Yeah. And I am very excited for that because, again, if we have a guy like Olivier Waugh, who a few years ago was campaigning for a heck, guess what? Now we can see him in the East-West Bowl as a quote-unquote all-star. And I think that's what this is going to be, you know, more or less is is going to turn into. It's going to be a U-Sports all-star game. Like you said, it's going to be the best of the best so I, I'm really excited. I mean, okay, we, so don't, do we don't know let's... if this is 100% true or not yet, but like I, I'm, I'm, if this is what it is turning into, I'm very excited for the prospect of what this could be. Okay, so let's let's give this example for the for the audience, a real life person, Alex Freakin. Yeah, he could get selected for this year's East West. Come back next year, second year player, crushes it, goes to East West another time. And then all of a sudden it becomes his third year. Well, he's still a top quarterback in the OUA, blah, 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 all whole nine yards, top two in the or top four quarterback in the country. Well, they send him to a third. And Alex Freakin ends his career as a three-time East-West bowler. I don't know if he goes this year or not because they are adjusting that format. Um, and I think it's more likely that we see someone like a Ben Miracle and uh and Arnaud Desjardins plays the two leads this this season. But, uh, oh, and Evan Hillock, sorry. My mistake, forgot forgot the man. Uh, but no, I, I, I think that the idea of having someone potentially do this three years in a row, where they get to showcase themselves, maybe they're on a team like a York or a Toronto or uh, an Alberta who have struggled in the playoffs to make it to that national semifinal stage where you see out of conference teams and different, different guys you're not used to, you get to showcase that now. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, just to kind of circle back to your point, to the point that you're making uh, about Reekin, let's go to the, let's go to the RSAC for a second, where we have the Peter Gorman trophy winner from the McGill Redbirds, Laton dress, Regimbald, the dual threat QB, for McGill this year, 
led all rookies with 2,004 passing yards, fifth in the country. I mean, this guy, again, could be, if this is how the format's going to go, could have, could be, or could, could have been, could have been, could have been an East West or East West bowler this year. Obviously, if he's the fifth leading passer in the nation, rookie of the year, he's good enough to be there. But because of the way it's set up now, where it's more of like the NCAA senior bowl, doesn't get to go, doesn't really get to showcase his skill against, you know, the nation's best. Sure, the the RSEC's pretty strong conference, but this would have been a great opportunity to see what, you know, a rookie of the year winning quarterback looks like against, you know, an Anthony Bennett up front or a late Cordy Moore up front, like those types of players. And not to slight the Redbirds team at all, but uh, what would you do if we now had Laton Dress throwing to Kevin Mittal? Kevin Mittal and a, uh, a Richard Burton or a Richard Burton or Daniel Perry, like those types of yeah. guys, right? Like Edron Williams from UBC. Yeah. Like what would what would that combination look like? And that's something that we don't have to play hypotheticals until they're draft eligible after the U Sports season. It's shit. This guy was unreal as a true freshman. Why are we waiting? Let's get him on the national stage. Let's get his name out there. Because a lot of these guys at the East-West Bowl, they go back to their U-Sports season with an extra bit of attention on them. Put that pressure on a young kid. See what it's like. See how they respond to playing tougher competition for the week. And see how they respond to the tough coaching that you could give them. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with that. The question I'm left with, though, in thinking about this new or potentially new East-West Bowl format, what do you think this does? Or if maybe it doesn't do anything, but do you think this is going to have any effect on the All-Canadian Awards? Like, do you think this is going to render them... Do you think this is going to kind of diminish the value of the All-Canadian Awards in a way? If anything... The All Canadian Award could almost be used as a prerequisite. If we are going to select you, the first guys we are selecting for this East West Bowl in the upcoming year are guys that are either draft eligible or will be soon. Like if you're a fifth year guy who's redshirted two years and you get first team All Canadian, I'm sorry, congratulations, you had a lovely career, but you're not draft eligible. We're not going to have you at the East West Bowl. It's for guys that have to be returning to school the next year. So I would say, okay, let's take the first two All-Canadian teams. First and second. If you are one of those guys, come on in. We'll mix up the two rosters. So maybe you'd get like the first offense and the second defense against the first defense and the second offense. And then from there, you start to fill in players and bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you um, will need more than just one rotation on each, but I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and I I really like what you said kind of off the start of that point there, but I think, in my opinion anyways, regardless of how this East-West format all plays out, all works out, 
I think emphasis and priority uh, in terms of roster makeup still needs to be given to the draft eligible players. I think draft eligible players need to be top of mind. And then I think after that, when you're trying to, you know, fill in these rosters, or if there are guys that are really deserving of this East West bowl look, then you give it to those guys. But I think, you know, first and foremost, you need to take uh, the players that are a draft eligible and B, you know, not only draft eligible, but worthy of being on the list. My only thing is like every year for the East West bowl, there's a couple of guys that are taken that are the typical CFL draft prospects who don't have very much production in the U sports game. And what the East West bowl has served for some in the past is that catalyst to say, Hey, I can ball with the best in the country. Put me in. And oftentimes it could, it could just lead to someone getting more time at their U uh, sports school and then having a legit shot at the CFL draft. Um, do I think that that could still happen? Yes. With the selection possibly changing a little bit uh, in terms, I know like the coaches still submit who they think should go. Um, I just don't know if those under the radar players will get the same chance to shine. Yeah, the guy that comes to my mind right away is, you know, and again, he was still a damn good player, but a guy like Rory Kelly, where, you know, we know he's damn good in the AUS, but then he goes to the East-West Bowl and has an absolute day against, you know, guys that are are the best of their position in the country. And we got to remember that year too. I mean, like guys like Keen Schaefer Baker were in that East-West Bowl where where Rory Kelly was having himself a day. Um, not not a receiver that he had to go up against, but guys like Mark Antoine DeCroix were also in that East West bowl class and, and Rory Kelly uh, on that day on, on game day uh, looked pretty damn good. I believe, I believe the younger Hallett brother was, was in there too. He had like the, was that the Ottawa inch. year? Uh, yeah, was that was, Carlton? Yeah. That was the year Noah had the pick on the sideline where he jumped like, like 40 <laughs> inches. Everyone knew Noah was a stud. Noah oh was yeah. A stud, that was just a hell of a play. Um, but no, yeah, it's, I think new stars would shine, but it, it's interesting to see every time you change, it's not always a plus. Sometimes you have to lose aspects of that event or stage or game. And it's interesting to me to see where that is replaced with another storyline because something will always come back up. Speaking of more storylines, do you want to get into another East-West Bowl-related storyline? Yes. Okay. Boy, howdy. Do I have a tweet to read you? So this is from Ben Steiner on Twitter. Ben Steiner, he's U-Sports, Canadian soccer, Olympic coverage. He writes for CBC. Uh, big alpine skiing guy too. 49 yeah, sports net or 49 sport net uh, manager as well. So my point in saying all that is pretty dang reliable source here to be uh, to be pumping out news like this. This isn't just like 
Yeah, Ben's random Twitter account. The yeah, Ben Ben's plugged in. He knows his stuff. So Ben tweeted, hearing that the SFU Red Leafs football players will be included in the U Sports East West Bowl this season. McMaster will host the event in Hamilton on May 13th. So SFU players at the East West Bowl. One, I love this move from U Sports to allow this to happen. If this is true, which if Ben's tweeting it, gotta have probably, a pretty reliable probably got some likes to it. Yeah. Love this because it's just a ginormous middle finger from U Sports to the to the athletic advisory board, whatever, at Simon Fraser saying the heads. Hey, we still want these guys to get tape. We have this great it's not even that connor it's it's a u sports showcase for football talent yeah and they said hey you guys think you're better than us you don't want to put in an application blah 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 can west tweeted out last week oh hey, open we the still door don't have the carpet man we still don't have any active applications for members aka saying simon Fraser has not done dick and U Sports is still going to turn around, yeah. Open the door, and say, "Come on, boys, we'll take a couple of you." And like, I don't know, man. Like, is this also want to bet Amar Doman pays for the players to get to Hamilton if they are actually invited? Because UB or uh, SFU will say, "Well, we don't have the money for that. We don't Amar have a one point five million dollar budget for that." <laughs> We don't have $2,000 to get our players across the country. Um, Amar Doman, though, will just be like, huh? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll pay. I'll pay. I have I have a pocketbook. Yeah. I love it. I what love a man. It. Amar Doman has crushed it the last two weeks. Oh, yeah. Jersey rollout. Uh <laughs> Saying he would personally fund the Simon Fraser football program, helping to also put the attention where it needs to be with saving that program. Uh, he's just crushing it. Oh, and they unveiled like the pricing for their block parties or whatever. It's like five dollar drinks next year at games. Hell yeah, and cheap food too. Man, the owner we do not deserve. No. What's the quote from The Dark Knight? He's the hero we needed, but not the hero we deserved. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Applicable. Applicable. But yeah, so potential to see some SFU players at the U Sports East West Bowl this year. And again, if if I'm those players, I'm not wearing any helmet with decals. No. No. I'll take my equipment. Sure. I'm not oh. wearing a single decal. No. Jerseys. Jer- you get an East West Bowl jersey when you get there. You get pants when you get there. I'll wear the plain white helmet with the red face mask. Or the red helmet with nothing. Whatever you want. And you'll think I go to McGill or Acadia or wherever the hell else for all for all I care. But yeah, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to put Simon Fraser logos on my helmet showing up to the U Sports East West Bowl. If this is the case, I think that's a. Amar Doman is going to give statement. them statement. 
Amar Doman would give them uh, BC Lions helmet helmets stickers. for the week. <laughs> yeah. Here, guys, take take some black helmets. Here you go. Well, I guess like, and again, I don't know how true this is. Again, I saw this, I saw this on Twitter, but I guess players are are locked out. Of they have been, yeah, the locker room the, right now. So the they might even. It might it might be like, hey, SFU players, you guys can come, but Mac might might having to be, Mac might be having to supply some equipment for these guys. Um, I think. Hey, think back to when you were at school. When I was at school. Man, I had like 90%, 95% of my athletic gear was in my locker. I maybe yeah. had like a pair of socks and gym shorts at home because I wear gym shorts around my house. Yeah. I had but like, like workout gear or team gear or football cleats, gloves, anything. All of that shit was at my locker. Yeah. Cleats. I did not want to carry anything to practice from my house. Shorts, like under armor. Yeah. Like everything. Hoodies, towels, personal belongings. I had like personal belongings in my locker too. Like like phone cables. Yeah. Headphones. Shower headphones in there. Shower shoes are real. Do you have a pair? Shower shoes? Yeah. You think I am a crazy person? Yes, I had shower what shoes. What kind of shower shoes did you have? Are you like Crocs or were you like flops? No, just like the like $4 plastic slides you could get from like Giant Tiger. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not spending money to wear. I'm not spending money on shoes I'm going to wear in the shower. <laughs> well, you know, you could get like Giant Tiger Crocs. I guess I could have done that. But no, I feel like Crocs in the shower ball. would just be like sicko behavior <laughs> they're made from water then wear water shoes that is sicko behavior <laughs> full-fledged water shoes for a shower hey why not that's what they're made for because you have to be able to at least scrub your feet <laughs> i got a pair at home yeah but that's different wearing water <laughs> shoes go- in the shower all the time you guys go up to lakes for cottages and stuff, zebra mussels, whatnot. I don't actually have water shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take the slice on the bottom of my foot. It's like a bad sunburn, one every year. Oh, man. Uh, no idea what the rest of Ontario and Canada got for weather this weekend, but Connor and I? 20 degrees and sunny. Man, you know what? I still almost got caught in the rain, though, barbecuing on Sunday night. Didn't get oh yeah no it didn't didn't really rain here on on Sunday night in uh, my neck of the woods oh, I was don't. I was scrolling through scrolling through all of the tea time bookers though oh my lord I was trying to find a sunset time for Sunday uh, I I had an opportunity to play him again at Green Acres the course that we kind of just chip and putt at but. Not not into it this weekend. I know it was false because we're now back to like seven degrees and rainy. It was a harsh reality getting up this morning. Went outside. It was so cold. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else before you go and get caught up on the Mandalorian? Because Connor's like four weeks Ooh, behind. Way behind. I'm way behind. I don't think so. A bit of a quick quicker episode today uh taking the foot off the gas on the on the draft stuff 
a little bit. The Simon Fraser thing just derailed us. It's but we have like three weeks to the draft. Not even. It's big news, and that's kind of all people. I know people are probably getting sick of hearing about it by now, unless the decision's gonna gonna come down. Uh, I heard I heard what the hearings gonna be may 3rd i think something like that if it gets to to that to that point but we're coming back around with the draft stuff because it is it is happening soon oh uh just want to say before we do go our website will be going offline temporarily uh a week from today when this gets released which is kind of convenient um we are undergoing some I guess, uh, what kind of changes? We're trying to make it more user-friendly. Aesthetic changes. Aesthetic changes. There you go. That's a good there word. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. I found it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no. So aesthetic changes, temporary shutdown. Social channels will still be open. Podcasting will still be open. Uh, just no written content. Or if that's how you find our podcasts, and listen to them through there. Uh, also available Stitcher, Apple, Spotify. Uh, there's a bunch of others that I can't remember names of, but Pandora, I think, is one. you can think of to listen to a podcast, you can find us, just not on our website for the time being. Absolutely. <laughs> also, we have a surprise at the start of May. Uh, and as Marshall tweeted out from his camping adventure with uh the big noah fox 40 still as poignant as ever camping season's starting to open up well look at that they have camping accessories too and boating as we get the warm weather you guys know fox 40 has a ton of safety kits for that if you want to get involved with their coaching gear merchandise or some of the outdoor stuff they have head to fox40shop.com enter the code cfp15 for 50% off all your whistle needs. I think that does it. That's a wrap. We will hopefully be back later in the week with Jim Mullen, trying to get things sorted out as the SFU stuff falls into place. But we will be having him on to talk about this. Uh, If not, we'll be back at the end of the week.